As runners, we all challenge ourselves in ways we never thought possible, pushing the boundaries of what we're capable of to smash through targets and set ourselves new bigger and better ones. This awesome hobby that we share gives us one thing in common and it brings us together as a community. Whether you're working towards completing your first park run or you're a veteran of the sport who's run 100 ultra marathons, we all know the feeling of reaching that maxed out effort and our own red line. Welcome to our podcast where your hosts Brett Ellsmore and Andy Maguire discuss the struggles, the successes and everything in between on our running journeys as we all work towards the next time we're running the red line. Okay, welcome everybody to episode five of Running the Red Line. Um, it is Friday night and I am here with my co-host Andy. How you doing, mate? Greetings. Yeah, doing all right, thanks. Doing not too bad. The rain is back. Flooding is back. Mm-hmm. Worcester is underwater. Honestly, I don't know if it's the same by you, but it's Friday today, but I think Wednesday we had some rain. And it just was non-stop, didn't stop for like until this afternoon. And the river levels rise, uh, uh, risen, have risen so quickly that everywhere is just back underwater. And it's can't tell you what a ball ache it is sometimes living in Worcester because all your local running routes that you seem to do or that, you know, the first, you know, everyone's got like their five milers or their tens or their half marathons or whatever. To get to my five milers and my tens and my half marathons, whatever, I've got to run on these paths. And now I'm just restricted to like dual carriageway running now, basically, for the next few weeks because, well, it's probably going to be a week or something. But yeah, so it's just one of those things. So hopefully it sort of uh, chills out in the next few days. Well, I I don't run on a Wednesday. Wednesday is always my uh, uh, recovery day. Um, But this week... Wednesday didn't rain in Redditch, but on Tuesday and Thursday, when I do train, absolutely peed it down for the whole time. So I've which got one was, drenched. Which one was the really bad one? I think it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. I was out, well, I was out, I was out driving and I was like, thank God I'm in the car and not out running. <laughs> yeah, I was out doing a session in that oh. rain. It was horrendous. But it's it's so funny because I went down to training with um, with the club and I thought there can't be too many stupid people like me turning up in the heavy rain to go and run a session. And there was about 15 of us. <laughs> <laughs> Safety in numbers. You're all yeah, as so mad as each other. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. But no, it, it, even though, yeah, it was tipping it down because you're running with people. It, it, it is still fun. It's, what, it's uh, not a bad thing. What session was that, by the way? Was that did you say a track session? Or was no, that on Tuesday. Road? No, we we were on the bus route to try and keep it um, try and keep it a bit safer. Um, so we were on the bus route and we were doing um, we did a session called Dusty Bin, um, which for the older people listening to this podcast will know what I mean by the Dusty Bin three two one um, session. But younger people will not have a clue. No. Nope. Um, so there was a game show back in the 70s and early 80s um, called 321. 
and uh, Dusty Bin was the mascot of the uh, of the game show. So it's the three, two, one session. So we do three minutes on, um, and then we have half the time of the effort as recovery. So we do three minutes on, one and a half minute recovery, two minutes on, one minute recovery, one minute on, 30 seconds recovery, then back mm -hmm. to three minutes on and do that four times. What, uh, what, what was your on pace? Um, I was around... I think I was around just under six minute mile in for the um, three minutes. And then I think I'd went down to about five forties for the one minute. Wow. So you weren't hanging about yeah. then? No, I was, I, to be honest, I was surprised I was actually managing to do that. Number one, I wore completely the wrong shoes, but it just proves that shoes don't always make a difference. Um, yeah. I was wearing my recovery easy shoes because I actually went down there thinking I was just going to run steady. But um no, I, I got carried away and joined in the session. Of course I did. Um, yeah. uh, but um, my glute was feeling horrendous on the Monday. Um, so Monday when I woke up after Sunday's long run. So I did a, I did my first long run on Sunday with some marathon pace in it. So first actual long run session. Um, and then um, that was all right more or less hit the paces I want, wanted to, not not all of them, but there's plenty yep. of time. But on Monday, I woke up and I was in bits. Um, I was in a bit of a bad way, to be honest. I could hardly walk because um, I was having like a proper nerve sciatic shooting pains all around my left hip. So my right hip, that put me out all over Christmas, more or less completely healed now, but it's all shifted over. I think I've been compensating and it's all shifted over to the left. Um, wow. so yeah, on Monday I got up, but I put my shoes on, went out for my recovery run, uh, and it hurt less running than it did walking. And I think that's because really you're obviously spending, yeah, I think it's because you're spending less time on your foot or your leg with each stride. So you put in yeah. all your weight and it's like quite a long time on each step when you're walking, yep. but when you're running, so I went out for my recovery run, but I was struggling to hit nine minute miles because of the, the ache and the pain in my glute and my hip. Um, yeah. But it loosened up after that. And then I managed to run home from my shop in the evening on the Monday and then went to work on the Tuesday. And whilst I was there, I took my um, massage gun and I think yeah. I must have hit the perfect spot whilst I was there because when I left work, it felt quite decent so that's why i went oh, down right. to session and actually pushed the session but yeah. then yeah, yeah i did wake up on wednesday and not feel 100 percent um and then yeah it's it's, it's weird because it's moved out of my glute now as well and it's moved into my lower back and i've got like mm. proper lower back pain but it's it's seems to be shifting um i think the snc keeping that up and being on my snc has really helped getting rid of this so fingers crossed it keeps on going that way do you, do you know what a really good cure for your severe back pain is what's cross that? country saturday <laughs> that's exactly what's happening tomorrow yes i knew it, it would be i yeah, knew it would be get those spikes on and run out the block as fast as you can and then completely wonder what what you're doing with your life and just deal uh, with yeah. it sunday yeah exactly deal with the yeah. pain sunday Oh, fair play. So where's your 
where are you racing on Saturday? So it's the final race. It's race four of the Birmingham League. Um, and we are still at the top um, of Division Two at the moment. So, so you, you if, could win the league. You could clinch yeah, the title it's, tomorrow. It's possible that we could win Division Two and be promoted up into Division One for next year. So who who else is in contention? Who who are the big rivals? Oh, you know, you know who's at I, the top. You, it, sounds know. Really, it sounds really bad, but I've not even looked at that. I just looked at where we were. I didn't even look where other people were. Um, oh, I, right, okay. I, I, I could probably find out very quickly. Um, talk, talk about uh, your week whilst I'm whilst I'm finding out, and I'll I'll come back once I found. All it. right. So yeah, I'm I'm currently in a recovery week because this is week five of training for Newport for me, and it was supposed to be another my last sort of base build week. But Sunday just gone, as the avid listeners amongst you will remember, I did a race on Sunday. So I did my first half marathon of the year, my first race of the year, and that was in Warwick on uh, on Sunday Just Gone. And it didn't go as well as I'd hoped, let's just say <laughs> that. Yes, I did see. I, I to, to Initially, when I saw what had happened, I did think that it was faster than Alton Towers, and I thought you'd got a new pooby. But um, no, no, there was that, that. That didn't happen this time. You just managed there were no, to get through. There it. were no. There, unfortunately for you all, there were no ablutions on, on the course. <laughs> there was no defecation on the course this time. So uh, yeah, it was just a pain. I, I I did actually deal with at when when we did that Alton Towers race a few few months ago. But it was it was almost in a different place. And you kind of know, don't you, which which side or which end or where you think it's going to come out of or come from. And it just felt like um, it felt like a gassy pain, to be honest. So it fa- felt like a pain that was sort of hanging around. And yeah, I didn't really know how to get rid of it. And I, I, I encountered this pain from about two k in, from about a mile in. Oh man. So, so it wasn't very pleasant. When you say it was a gassy pain, was it? Do you think it was a digestive pain, or do you think it was something else? Well, it probably was more than anything. I mean, I've had since of since this, I've had a couple of comments. Uh, I can't without flicking through now. I can't remember who said this, but someone said could be uh, dehydration. So um, uh, okay, a, a, a lack of. You know, an unhydrated body is probably not a good for and a good recipe for a good race. So, not necessarily the water that you drink on course; it's the damage that has been done two, three days yeah. before. Do, do, do you think you were dehydrated in any way? Not more than usual, but maybe I'm—I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not really drinking enough. I mean, we have this thing at home. My wife Laura hates it. Because I say she's always on at me, uh, saying, "Drink more water, drink water, drink." You're not drinking enough water. And I always come back at her, say, well, "I'm, I'm like a camel. I'm, I'm, I'm biologically similar to a camel. I do, <laughs> we don't need to drink. Me and the camels, we don't need water. We store it and we use it when we need it. Yeah. And then, and then I go and nearly, you know, die in a half marathon. And then, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So well, it could have been something to do with that." 
wait wait until you get into your forties, and uh, you 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 think you've been to the loo and got rid of all of the fluid that's in you, <laughs> and then five minutes later you're back into the toilet. Yeah, weak we, blood yeah. control. Yeah, what what once you get into your forties, you don't hold water like a camel anymore. Um, oh, really? Definitely not. No. Well, um, what, what but, basic, well, yeah. Go on. Have you found okay. your um, league table, by the way? Oh, oh I have. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, I was just going to say I've got into the habit now, though, of having an electrolyte uh, tablet in a pint of water every morning when I wake up first thing. So before I do anything else for the day, I have oh. that electrolyte tablet in a pint of water. And then just before I go to bed, I have exactly the same. So I'm always yeah, making sure that I've got that electrolytes because one of well the main reason for electrolytes is it helps the body absorb water so you can drink as much water as you like but if your body is um needing electrolytes you can't actually take on that water yeah so and this is yeah. we're talking about magnesium and sodium is that right well electrolytes are all your ums so it's okay. sodium sodium mainly and then it's yep. got magnesium, calcium, and right. what's the other um? Come Potassium. On. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, it's got you're all welcome. of those in there. Those are your electrolytes, and that's what you get rid of when you're sweating. So yeah. have you ever been on a really hard run when you've got white all over your face? You've got like chalk. Yeah. It looks like you've got a chalk sweat line. Yeah. So I, I get that real bad. I I yeah. get I sweat real bad during races and get white, crusty white all over my face. Um, yeah, but that's your yeah. electrolytes sweating out all the salts in your body. So yeah, getting yeah, yeah. those electrolytes in. So once you're, yeah, once you're dehydrated and you've got rid of all of those electrolytes, taking on loads of water won't necessarily rehydrate you yeah. properly. You've got to get those electrolytes it's... back in to be, allow your body to absorb that water and store yeah. it I, well the, the night before i did actually do the same i did actually have a you know eight o'clock the night before i did have a pint of um guinness i had a pint of water which was a drop of cyst tab of me guinness i thought you was gonna say a pint of wine <laughs> yeah yeah and a lovely, and a, a lovely little shiraz a sticker a little cyst uh, uh electrolyte tab in but no i i i felt hydrated on the on the race uh, but uh, maybe my problems were more to do with because the night before, I'm just a greedy bar steward basically, and I just love eating. I am like a dog, basically. Mm -hmm. And I always think night before a race, let's just have a carb fest. So we have we have uh, a, a lot of time night before a race, and we'll have a, like some sort of pasta bake or something. And I just eat way too much pasta. Like I'll go back for seconds and just load up. And bad idea, but I'm just too greedy. I'm like, yeah. I can't imagine Kipchoge and Mo Farah and, you know, all those guys. I can't imagine. They're probably just eating a normal serving of food. It just happens to be carbohydrate heavy. They're not eating seven people's worth of carbohydrates, <laughs> which is what I do. Yeah. To, to, so, to be honest, I'm very similar. And I've, all, I've said to you many a time, pizza is my downfall. And yeah. After a race, I will eat for England. But the night before a race, I've managed to get into the habit of only having the amount that I probably actually need at the start of the race rather than 
overeating. You actually really went up in my estimation the first time we did Alton Towers. Because <laughs> you proved to me that you're a really good eater. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a really good, a really good characteristic to have. Damn good right, eater. yeah. And um, yeah. I used you to bonded, pride myself... Bonded over pizza. Well, I used to pride myself on being a good eater, but I felt really... I felt... I, I thought, wow, I've met my match here because yeah. I'd had, I don't know, it was like a Pizza Hut buffet style thing that we went for, which was like 20 quid per person, by the way. I know, I know. That's, yeah. yeah, but that's all the time for you. What else that, are you going to eat? That's what I had. That's why I had so much needed to have my money's worth. You, you've got to get your money's <laughs> worth, right? Yeah. So I reckon we must have both gone up, you know, you go to get your pizza and you get seven slices each time. And I reckon I must have had on average no not on average as approximately i reckon i had three maybe four four plates three four four plates i reckon i must have had that day about 12 slices of pizza which is sounds excessive it is let's be honest but you i reckon you must have had 20 <laughs> 20 pizza slices of pizza and i was like who is this guy well, who is it who is I, he i i earned it I'd done those extra miles on that first Alton Towers, so I oh, that's it. that that was the infamous <laughs> one as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So you were angrily eating as well. You were eating with frustration and anger. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. no, I don't know how we started talking about pizza, but yeah, so um, that could have been part of my a big part of my problem. Yeah, overeating before, before the night before a race rather than yeah, eat, eating I, afterwards. And that's an anxiety thing for me as well because I always think. I'd much rather be overfueled than underfueled, but I don't really think of the negatives that would come with being overfueled. Yeah. Mainly toilet stops and genuinely yeah. really but hating your life. I suppose you've got to think about though, yes, you want to be overfueled rather than underfueled, but I think you've got to think about what it is that you're overfueling with. And pasta yeah. is quite a dense food, sits in your stomach for quite a long time and unless you get rid of all of that stuff that's in your stomach before the race that's heavy. then it's going to sit there and yeah be a bit of trouble so that that yeah that could possibly be it i mean if you're going to over carb and over fuel before the race you want to go for lighter things that yeah. are carb heavy um so yeah, I don't know. That that might have been it. The the other thing I was going to ask you about as well is I noticed on your Instagram story you said mm. race day and you were having an espresso first thing in the morning. Is that something yeah. you do, is that something you do before every race? Well, yeah. Again, it's it's a little bit like I, I didn't want to have because I usually have on the old Nespresso machine. I normally have a what is it like a seven ounce, like a normal standard mug, like what you're drinking out of right now? If you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple, that make no sense. But he's, he's just had a sw swig of tea. I've just described a mug. I, I think that's what I've just done. <laughs> I should have said the word mug. So I have a mug of coffee, but I didn't want to have that much because I didn't want to be going to the toilet, basically. Because again, I think this is a weird phobia I've got, but I really dislike. I'll tell you what started this for me, right? Manchester last year. Mm -hmm. I nearly got arrested before I started the Manchester Marathon because I went for a piss in a tree and got caught by a copper. And the, the problem was, right, so this was just as we were going into the start funnel and I, I went for a wee 
And this guy, and obviously I've got bright pink shorts on, but also I'd say in the blink of an eye, I saw about eight people popping in and out the bushes. Like I was like, okay, this is going to be safe. I'm in, you know, a safe space here. I can just join in. My bad, I didn't run to the back of the hedge and go. But I got this, um, you know, this Mancunian, I heard this Mancunian voice. He went, excuse me, pink shorts. I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm in big Wait, I was halfway so, through a piss. So, sorry, just to stop you there, was that Mancunian? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try and do it like Liam Gallagher because that's the only way I could do it. All right, pink shots. <laughs> <laughs> he's, an, he's an angry policeman. Pink shots. Are you aware that you're relieving yourself on a in a public place and there's children <laughs> around? Uh, you gotta be yourself. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually Liam Gallagher. And he said, and what makes wor- matters worse, um, you're actually relieving yourself on a police station. And I said, <clears throat> okay, that's bad, isn't it? I didn't realise that. And I looked and I was literally next door to like Manchester, you know, Greater Manchester. Big, big huge police. blue police sign above yeah. your head. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I was like, um, and he's like, well, I can see you're part of the run today, so just don't do it again. I was like, it's the story of my life, man. When I was at school, I always used to follow the naughty kids doing naughty things. And I, and they would all run off. Yeah, like if we were down the, the park, one to get caught. and I was 11, and all the 15-year-olds are kicking wing mirrors off cars, they'd all leg it. True story. I got caught by the police when I was about 10 or 11 and got pretty much frog-marched home um, for kicking wing mirrors off cars. It wasn't even me. I was just out on that Friday night, <laughs> and there was these, these, these reprobates around Bromsgrove kicking wing mirrors off, and then I got done. And I was like, I think I said to my mum, I said, I think I'm going to be going to prison. I'll just say goodbye. <laughs> Policeman said, I could be in serious trouble. And he's advised me to come home straight away. Will, will you come and visit me, Mom? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think I've got a bit of... So that was like what happened to me at Manchester. I really, I don't know why, I've got some sort of phobia about going for public urinations. <laughs> Um, and I thought, well, I just hate queuing for, you know, the public toilets. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I just, if I don't have to go to the toilet, I won't. And that's one thing I need to uh, yeah. get, get away out. from. Yeah, get that out of your system now. Well, yeah, get everything out of your system. Yeah, I wish I, could. I yeah. wish I could. <laughs> I'm too but, scared. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I. Th- this is the thing. I. I saw I saw you having that espresso and I thought, is he having it early enough that he is going to empty himself before the race? Or is he going to have the start of the race and all of a sudden feel like he needs to empty himself? Because if I ever have a coffee now before a race, I make sure I have it a good few hours before the race so that mm. when I get to the start of the race or before I leave home I can make sure that I am empty um before the race starts because there is nothing worse than that feeling of needing the loo whilst you're in the middle of a race so well I wanted the caffeine and I I didn't want the bulk of a mug of coffee so I thought right I'll have an espresso that should answer my problems and and I understand that and I, I took my my flask as I always do and I had a couple of swigs, you know, I didn't, I didn't gulp my water down in the morning. And um, I actually got to the start line feeling 
kind of all right. It was only, you know, like I said, five, ten minutes in, I thought, oh, what's this? I'm not really feeling too good here. So, um, yeah, I think I should have visited the, the lavatory, even though I didn't think I needed a nervous wee. I think, yeah. to be honest, so if this is TMI, I think I just needed a big fart. I think that's well, what it was. And I wonder if that's what the gas... Yeah. Because I crossed the finish line and it's like the pain kind of went away. So kind of all a little bit of the anxiety might have built up in me. And it wasn't yeah, even a goal definitely. race. So I, it's just so funny the way that just the word race can kind of bring this kind of the, it, well, it's adrenaline. Adrenaline's got a lot to answer for, isn't it? Yeah, And it kind of it gets things moving, doesn't it, around your body? And, you know, it can be your yeah. friend or it can be your foe. But like, yeah. Uh, but but, yeah. but that that's the thing. Coffee is it because even decaf coffee has that effect on you that it is a diuretic, so it will make you yeah. Yeah. But it will also want to empty your bowels because um, yeah. that's what it does. That the coffee out, yeah. content. So a lot of the time, as I say, if I'm if I'm going to have a coffee, I'm going to use it as a aid to empty myself so I can start without all of that weight and uh, stuff in my stomach and in my bowels. But yep. um, a lot of the time recently now to get past that, if so if I'm going out on my Sunday long run and I don't want to have to jump in the bushes somewhere halfway through, which as a runner, everybody's done that. And if you mm. haven't, you will do. At some yeah. point in your running career, you are going to get caught short and you will be in a bush. Um, well, this is this is another thing that was happening to me. So I was thinking at 10 miles, I was thinking, well, I've only got 5K to go. Is there any point in publicly humiliating myself? Yeah. And jump, or should I just just get on with it? Yeah. And just moan there, about it. There is a difference. There is a difference between being on your own and hiding in the bushes to do that. Um, and yeah. a Paula Radcliffe. It's a very big difference between yeah. the two. I don't, I mean, I don't really know the Paula Radcliffe story. I think everyone sort of knows it, but no one actually really, like, was it during the London yeah. Marathon? Yes. Yeah, so she was running the London Marathon, cameras yeah. on her because she was yeah. the big star. Um, yeah. And she had some stomach troubles and ran to the side of the, uh, of the race course, held onto the barrier just pulled her shorts to the side, took a dump, pulled them back on, carried on with her race. That's that's that is kind of kind of disgusting. <laughs> it's very, very, it's very disgusting. But it's also really, I've got so much admiration for that because oh, big time. she can just yeah. just do it and just know this is what I need to do. And did she yeah. end up winning the race? I don't think she won it. No. Right. Not not that year. No. Right. But like that is I mean, that's a serious amount of because she could have just DNF'd. Of, I wonder of, why of course. I wonder why yeah. she chose to do it. She must have been thinking, right, if I sort this problem out, I can still have a good go. Because when you're racing a race, I suppose, as an elite, you're not thinking, oh, a PB would be lovely today. You're thinking it's top three or it's nothing. It's like yeah. You know, first prize is 100K, second 10, you know, there's well, fourth place, zero. But but that might have been part of it because you get an appearance fee, don't you, when you're a big star like Paula Radcliffe? 
and possibly so if you to, get, the race, to get her yeah. appearance fee, she possibly had to finish the race. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a sponsor so, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, that's, I mean, massive fair play for doing that because I don't think I could have the, the stones to do that. No. To, uh, to, especially during a huge race like that with the, you know, but yeah, you do what you got to do. Yeah. But, but um, going back to where I was before we got on to uh, Paula Radcliffe. And uh, yeah, doing it during a race. But um, yeah, before my Sunday long runs, rather than having a coffee now, um, because I'm getting up and basically getting out the door straight away for the run. So you haven't got time for your um, your um, system to relieve itself. Um, yeah. I've been having um, an electrolyte tab with caffeine. So you're getting that right. caffeine hit to yeah. perk you up, but you're not got the effects of the coffee. Because it's yeah. the coffee that is the diuretic and not the caffeine. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah. I've got, um, I made, because I, did I tell you I've kept like a little journal of my training? So I've, I've, I made some, some notes on the day. So I'll Ooh, see if ab makes sense what, ab now. About the race. Is this after the race or did the notes before you started? No, after the race. So I just jotted oh, them down straight away. So amazing. I put some, so I did 27K in the end. Um, so I did a warm up at the start and then I, I, I did a cool down when I got home. What, 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 what uh, is a half a marathon really. in K? What is a half 21. marathon in K? 21. 21. So 27K. So that's, uh, it's about 60 mile that day. Yeah. So make okay. no, a bit more. Warwick half, 144, 457 per K. Shocker. Wanted 138, but got some weird cramp. Too much pasta. Didn't have a peanut butter bagel either. Had granola for breakfast. Maybe the problem. Too obsessed. Who knows? Got overtaken by at least 500 people second half. First half, on pace. One kilometre warm-up with Rich. He ran one... Th <laughs> I'm Rich under the bus here. <laughs> Beardy Rich. One kilometre warm-up with Rich. He ran 132 and his PB's 127, so that made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, hilly course. Lots of people sell out. And um, I'm not calling myself a sellout, although I probably, yeah. probably am. The race was a sellout. So... Um, I um, looking at my 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 splits. I did um, just remember that basically for those of you that speak miles, eight five minutes per kilometer is roughly eight minutes per mile. So I did. Um, I went out. My plan was my race plan was to go out. Bear in mind, I didn't want to get an actual PB. I just wanted a. I wanted to beat last year's time, which is one forty. And my, my race plan was go out just shy of last year's PB pace and then the last 10K, the second half, just step on it an extra two or three seconds per kilometre and you should, you should, you know, you should get across the line, you know, in the 130s. So I did that, to be fair, but I was struggling. So uh, my first 9K, <laughs> Uh, because 10k, the actual 10th kilometer was up a bit of a hill. And by the way, Warwick is don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is quite hilly, especially for <laughs> those of you who like a moan about a hill like me. Yeah, the first 10k um, stayed stayed in the game. Go on, it, it, sorry, in comparison to Alton Towers, how hilly would you say Warwick was in comparison? Um, slightly different ball game because Alton Towers is is extreme up and extreme down and Warwick is a little bit more 
the hills are still sharp, but they there's only one or maybe two gentle rises for like more than a mile or so. Like there's one at five k, which is which is you'll you'll feel that, and then there's one at ten mile as well. But it's just it's 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 quite the, the hills are quite sharp, I'd say. Um, but at Alton Towers, they're like they're not that high. These hills aren't high. They're mm-hmm. just rolling. They're just uh, the the Alton Towers is a bit of a head fuck, really, isn't it? Because it's like you yeah. can never really catch your breath because yeah. you're either up or you're down. There's no plateau. At least with Warwick, you, we did get some nice, nice long downhills, which includes the last mile or two, which is um, quite a steep descent down to the race course, which is quite nice. But there are also some quite stinker you know there are some quite stinky hills but i would say as uh they stack up together i'd say the old towers one's harder i'd say but it depends what kind of runner you are because if you can get into your stride some gentle hills probably won't stop might not stop you yeah if you're if you've trained at a decent pace Mm. you trust yourself to get up them you'll be fine but at alton towers it's a little bit more like a trail run, isn't it? It's almost like yeah, these hills are—they'll stop you in your tracks. They'll stop anyone in their tracks, won't they? Yeah. But my, looking at my splits, I did um, the first ten k. I stayed at four fifty, so my, my PB was four forty five from last year. So slightly off the pace in the first ten k, and then that's how I knew it wasn't going to go to plan because I'd already got to ten k and I was already behind where I wanted to be. Yeah. So then. The, the next 11K, the, the next, you know, six and a half miles, seven miles, I knew I needed to do, uh, I needed to do four thirties per K. So that's about seven, 18, seven twenties or something like that. So it's quite quick for me. It's, it wasn't that, far. That, that's your PB pace. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I thought I was on Saturday afternoon before it had my, you know, when I was going on to Laura, telling her I was a camel and I'd eaten, I was just about to eat my, you know, 12 plates of pasta. I was thinking I could have a good go at this because I've ran you know, only six weeks ago. I did a really good 10K over in Hereford. Um, it was, I'm still haven't really had a massive break since we ran, you know, together when we read that, that big half marathon PB. So I don't feel like yeah. that fitness is too far away. I just haven't run as fast as that for a long yeah. time. Um, but yeah, it was a wake up call for sure. And it, I was really pleased <laughs> that I made those mistakes. And I was really pleased that those problems showed their face and they arose on race day because I won't make those mistakes again on the races that I've got coming up, especially for the Newport Marathon. And I'm also proud of myself for just getting through it because yeah. there were times where I just thought, I'll just, I'll just walk this. But then I said, no. I'm not going to walk this. I'm going to see if I can get through this by running it. And looking at my Ks here, I was down to like my, my slowest K was 520 per K. And so I wanted, your, I wanted your average, by... What was your average so, on the second 10K? If you were doing 450s on the first one, first 10K. Yeah, four, your... yeah I was probably looking at this. I would be 505, 458, 447, 515, 451. I'm all over the place. 458, 519, 521, getting slower now. 506, 504, 502, 410 to finish. So it's it's about, yeah, 505, five minutes, so eight-minute miles to finish. So I started out about 750s, 
745, mm -hmm. finished with eight minutes. But overall, I finished with a 457, which, again, I'm going to come across as really ungrateful. And, oh, he's forgotten where he's come from, hasn't he? Remember, <laughs> only, only a year or two ago, he was running 145, and he was really pleased about that. Now look at him. But, like, I was – I was, I finished – when I – when I realized my fate, I was just thinking you could have done a lot better today, to be honest. You could have done a lot better today, Andy. And it's not like I'm ungrateful for running. Let's face it, still a good time. I just knew I could have done better. Yeah. But so, yeah. If, you, if you look at it another way um, and look at it at a different angle, um, if you weren't running the Warwick half, you would have been doing marathon training. Yeah. Now, for that Warwick half, you've run 21K faster than marathon pace or at yeah. marathon pace because your your target marathon pace is what? Eight minutes it's, a mile? Yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's beyond eight minutes. So it's about eight. Yeah, about eight, ten, eight, fifteen. So you've just run that whole half marathon at marathon pace. Now, at yeah. this point of your marathon training, if you hadn't have done that race, you wouldn't have done 21K of marathon pace during a Sunday long run. You wouldn't, no, be, I, at, you, you wouldn't be at that point within training at the moment. So yeah, looking at it, it was, at a different point, you've actually yeah. done better than you should have done at this point yeah. in training. No, yeah, I suppose that is right. It was a hard session and um, obviously the first half, it was a big positive split. So I was running a lot faster in the first half, but yeah, I suppose when you when you sort of think about it, yeah, if you, it if, was a if big you, marathon pace session. Yeah, if you compare it to what I did on Sunday, so you went and ran the half. I yeah. did a session in the evening, and I did sixteen mile, and I did three mile warm up, um, and then did six times one mile on, one mile off, and then two yeah. mile warm down. So I only, out of those 16 miles, ran six mile at around target marathon pace. Yeah. So, and and you've run 13. That is probably why these, what they call a bit of a buzzword, but like these tune-up races are, are, are so useful. Because yeah. you can inadvertently run really well. What you thought was a real big failure or a massive, you know, oh, you know, just a day to forget. That actually could have been a really pivotal moment in my training. Yeah, that you've really, you've got, really, yeah. You've you've got to remember to take the positives from everything. You, yeah, you can't you can't just the, the, dwell the on the negatives. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> that's the name of this episode. Taking the positives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've got to take what? Me off there. You've got to just take the rough with the pooth. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Where were you? Um, you've completely thrown me off my uh, my stride there. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, you can you can't always look at the negatives. Yes, you can have targets for everything that you're doing. Yeah, but you're not always going to hit targets, and it's never always going to go right. I mean, you'll have training sessions where you won't be able to hit pace, and you'll have an absolute shocker, but because it's not in a race situation, you won't feel the same as you did Sunday. And it's only because it's got that name of race that you're feeling like you are about that 
run like you did on Sunday. Yeah. If it wasn't a yeah. race, you'd have been really happy with that for Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would have, and I wouldn't have run any, like you said, I wouldn't have run anywhere near as fast as that because up until Sunday in this marathon block, in this training block, I've run a grand total of about 3k. So about a mile and a half, two mile at, at marathon pace during yeah. a Sunday long run. Exactly. So, so yeah, it was, um, I mean, I would never, obviously I don't like the, the way that the race felt a positive split is a bloody horrible way to run a race especially yeah. when you're feeling like you're fading fast but you know I, I i did some i did some decent decent work in the first half second half was about survival and in a way that's how my marathon may end up going and that was yeah. quite good that i was able to hang on and just not throw the towel in uh and and it just yeah i was just it got to a point where i was thinking i'll tell you where i was at i was thinking if i throw the towel in now I've got about seven mile walk to the car. So I might as well just carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've got to walk and the route. Either I've come or I'm supposed to go. So yeah. I might as well just carry on. Yeah. You've, you've got to, uh, you've got to see every race as uh, a mastermind question right at the buzzer. I've started. So I'll finish. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But Whilst we're just chatting about the, uh, the the Warwick race, it was really good to see sort of a, a couple of the, the old YouTubers there. Um, so we saw Rach, uh, which was nice to see Rachel. Saw her in the first mile and she just came and had a chat with me, but then she just like cracked on. Uh, so I don't know how Rachel actually did. She would have done, done it a lot faster than me. Uh, so it's good to see Rachel. I saw Ryan Baker at the end. I didn't see Hayley from Rayleigh Adventures. Uh, but I saw Ryan. I think he had a really good race as well. I think he did oh, a PB. Yeah. He, he ran one eighteen oh eight or something like that, which yeah, is which absolutely is... flying. And that's flying because that's a that's. I mean, he normally times it by three to get your feet, don't you? So it's two hundred meters of elevation. So it's about six hundred foot, something like that. Sound about that sound about yeah, yeah plausible yeah. for a yeah. So it was yeah. a, it was a decent, <clears throat> uh, you know, a lot of a lot of elevation in there. So. So he did well. And the middle-aged running man saw saw the mom. Yes. And it was just really good to just just hang out with those guys for a bit. And um yeah, it was nice to see them. And yeah, it was just nice to to see a lot of people who watch come and watch the videos and oh listen to your podcasts and stuff and listen to talking listen to you talking about needing the toilet. And I can't believe we actually have got people <laughs> that listen to us talking about this sort of stuff. So uh but yeah, so big thank you. To uh, everyone that came and said hello, you made me feel really famous. Well, thank you. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. I missed it. To be honest, I, I would have really have liked to come. It's and, right uh, up your street. It's right, it's right up your street, the Warwick, the Warwick run because it's hilly. Yeah, and you'll be like, this is, uh, yeah, this is a bit of me. This, that's what my, you'll be my, thinking. My little short strides and fast cadence. It's uh they're made for made for the hills. Yeah. Cause it's basically the Warwick Half Marathon is basically an eleven mile race and then a two mile coast downhill as fast as you can. Because that last hill at ten or eleven miles is, you know, and then everyone knows that it, and it's it's not even a it's quite a sizable downhill as well. So the end is Quite a nice reward. So, so is it two miles downhill, 
like you're saying, or is it two miles downhill, like you told me Western Supermare half was? It's exactly like Western. It's all it's the last second half of it is all downhill. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just that, just that. always take it take a little bit off from when I say, <laughs> Oh, it's this amount. Because I, I have a tendency to over exaggerate distances. Yeah, so so for people who don't know, um I both me and Andy, Andy influenced me, like the influencer he is, to go and uh, run Western Supermare Half. Um, Do you know, they last, never gave me any year. money for that. They said for no. everyone, that, everyone that signs up using your code will give you two quid. Oh, and they never did, got it. They didn't. Never got it. Oh. No. So and how many people quid. signed up? Well, they never <laughs> told <laughs> me. Something's <laughs> two quid. Well, you I said you did. Oh, yeah, I used a code. But anyway, so Andy influenced me to uh, go and run Western. So we both went and run Western Supermare Half. And on the start line, Andy said, it's it's a really good car course. There are some hills, but the last two miles, it's all downhill. So just get to the, that 11th mile and then you'll just be coasting all the way to the end. So I pushed it all the way to that 11 miles thinking, yes. It's going to be downhill now. I've got two miles of just coasting to the finish. Um, and got greeted by another big old uphill. And uh, it turned out the last half a mile was all downhill. Last two um, miles was net, net, net downhill. <laughs> net, net. What net. actually the last two miles is um, uphill, quite a steep uphill, then a really undulating bit out to a cone back along the undulating bit to then go downhill for the last half a mile. So, um, yeah. Net, if, net downhill. So if Andy ever miles. tells you the last two miles are all downhill, don't believe him. Just take a little bit off. Just a little bit. Just take yeah. a few metres off. But, uh, no, I've got to be fair, though. The Warwick, the race was quite good. It was busy. It was a sellout. And uh, the it was mild as well. I forgot to mention that. For a February day, what, what it was, was the like wind 10 like? degrees. Not what bad at wind? all. I'd... Really? No, it's a circular route. So you're always going to have a little bit of a headwind, but you're always going to have a tailwind at some point. You're probably the majority of the time have a crosswind, which is what we did. But the route is fairly not that exposed, if you know what I mean. So there's a lot oh, of high okay. hedges and trees. And I didn't feel like it was too much of a hindrance on that day. But, you know, yeah, my head wasn't really in the game, to be fair. But I, I yeah. didn't find it. I didn't find it that bad at all. Yeah, because no. when I went out in the evening, it was proper windy. It was. It did get it did get windy as it went on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think nice. there might have been a course record set as well that day. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a guy sponsored by Coros. It's called Doug something. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, because and well, he looked the, lightning, lightning fast. Yeah. It, it was a it was a type flight race, wasn't it? Top flight. Yes, race. it was. It was one of the top flight races that Sports Shoes are doing with Run Through. Is it yeah. Sports Shoes doing it, or is it just yeah. top flight races with Run Through? I'm not sure. Sports Shoes, anyway. Are, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yes, he he, a man. What did he do? Uh, one hour six sixty six minutes was it? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. <laughs> Which that's crazy. Phenomenal. But what I did want to say is I wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Lisa, Lisa Thomas, who is one of our fellow BNR runners. Uh, so Bromsgrove and Redditch runner. And she came third in the ladies. That's um, amazing. 
And she was only, I think she was about 40, 45 seconds behind the girl who, who won it. So oh, what she a battle. Was close. Yeah. So, and um, uh, uh, there was a bit of controversy, so I hear, um, in the ladies' race because um, they, the uh, points and the, um, the score for the series and everything specifically goes off gun time. And the girl who came, well, the lady who came in second, uh, Hayley Carruthers, actually ran it faster than the girl who came first on chip time. But because no it's off gun time, um, she came second. Wow. So you need to be right at the front then. Yeah. For so, that advantage. Yeah. So if you look at if you look in the results, Hayley Carruthers, who came second, her chip time is faster than the girl that won it. But because wow. she started a bit further back and came across the line second, she got second wow. place. Wow. That is uh something I would never even even contemplate. Yeah. But but I suppose if it's a race, it goes off gun gun time because it's like any anything you can't. It's it's like if you went to the Olympics and you started five seconds later than the people at the front, and they crossed the finish line, but you were three seconds behind. You wouldn't go. Hang on, I won the gold medal. <laughs> I, I was fast. Imagine than them. imagine me lining up with them lot. I won the gold medal. If you were at the Olympics, yeah. if but I finished three seconds behind, yeah. Kipchoge, brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't but even you, do a 5k in the time it does a marathon. Yeah. But but you, do you know what I mean? Like if if it's an official race, it's got to go off gun time. They can't go off chip time because that 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 isn't the race as such. It's yeah. It's it the takes way all the drama the out of it. Yeah. For, for starters, the, yeah. Yeah, it's the way that you cross the line. So yeah. yeah. So a little bit of contra con Controversy, con controversy. How do you say it? I would probably go with controversy. Okay, there which we go. is quite controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just... uh, but yeah, I do want did want to say uh, well done to Lisa. Congratulations on that third place. Um, yeah, so play, yes, she she's got um, points on the uh, on the series. She's got series points. Ah, no. Well, I hope she goes on to to smash it and do uh, well, do really well. Well, I, I did say that to her at training on Tuesday, and she went. I don't think I'm going to do any of the other races because they're all over uh, the country. So that that's me done for the series. But yeah, it, yeah, but it, it's still still pretty decent. Yeah. Well, just one last thing. Talking about this Warwick race, I did um, a bit of experimenting with my nutrition as well. So I've mentioned a few times that I've changed fueling strategies from gels to yes. these. I guess what you could call these power bars. So this is what I've been using, which is called a Voom Pocket Rocket Electro Energy. And I'm holding this up to the camera for those of you that are listening. And it looks like, uh, a, you know, a, you know, uh, like a bar of chocolate, that sort of size, like a naked bar, I guess, that sort of thing. And it breaks into four and they become little cubes. And I took a whole bar with me because they say that one, two squares of this is one gel which is, you know, so two yeah. gels for a half marathon for me is probably overkill. I probably would normally have one, but I just wanted to practice with it. So I took it with me. And what I thought I'd do is I would actually open the seal in advance uh, because Brett will tell me a, a good little marathon hack that I don't do, which he'll tell you about afterwards, which is probably 
better than what I did. But I just left everything in the pack, but I pre-opened it. And I wore some cycling shorts under my shorts. And these cycling shorts I've got, I've got pockets. And I put the Voom bar in the left-hand pocket. My phone was in the other one. And about halfway around, about 40 minutes in, 35 minutes in, reached into my pocket. And the, the consistency of these things, especially when you eat them, is a lot like Kendall mint cake. So it's a solid, yeah. solid structure of a bar. But once you eat it, it kind of melts in your mouth straight away. But these things, you can't like crush them. They're, they're quite solid. It had basically turned to sludge, to like slush, to mush. So it was un, it was inedible pretty much. I would have had to like open it and just basically, it would have been a, no, couldn't do it. And then it got all over my shorts. I wouldn't say my shorts are ruined, but they're not in a good way. And yeah. they're, they're my, my pockets are all, you know, really sticky and all that now. So yeah, that was um, a strange one. Yeah, I really want to. I really want to use these things, but that. Yeah, see, I, I'm really confused about that because I have been using them as well, using the Voom bars because we both, well, we we both had many samples, didn't we, at the run show out there? Out yeah, there we stand. had any breakfast. No, no. <laughs> so we we tried every flavor several times um, yeah. at the running show, um, but we were really impressed with them. Um, so I bought some of the Voom bars as well and I've been using them on my long runs and I've mm. been keeping them in my pockets too so they're pressed against my skin and heating up um and mine haven't lost their consistency at all they've stayed as solid blocks throughout the whole of the run so I took more than I needed out on uh Sunday and came back and the ones that I didn't eat are still solid blocks so it's strange you, that you have you is... got that uh, that little uh, bag to hand that you were showing me before uh, we went live I, on air. I can show you now. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll just have a chat with you guys just while Brett's in his kitchen. I'll try and audio describe what he's doing. He's opening his his uh, his door. Wow, he's like David Beckham level OCD. Just open <laughs> that cupboard door again. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> All his like labels were facing the camera, and they're all perfectly aligned. So he's gone in to get his uh, his nutrition or his freezer yeah. bags. So I've and been using back. these ones, which are the pocket rockets still, but they're the caffeine kick ones. So they've got um, in each bar there's 138 milligrams of caffeine, 101 milligrams of taurine, and 50 milligrams of guarana in these so the ones that you've been using have got extra electrolytes in them but they haven't got the caffeine have they 120 milligrams of electrolytes 60 minutes of energy it says yeah uh yeah yeah i don't know so, what, if there's any carbs so, in there so the these ones they've got exactly the same amount of carbs have they yeah so they're 175 um calories and 45 grams of carbs per um, bar, which is right. the equivalent of two gels, because a gel is normally about 23 grams right. of carbs. Um, so, yeah, two gels worth. But I break them up and put them into a little bag. Um, and these are the two that I bought back. So I took six blocks out with me on my long run for 16 mile, and they were sat in my pocket. I had four of them, and those are the ones that are left and they're still not lost their shape or anything. So it's really strange that yours have 
lost their sil- solid state solidness into a goo. Yeah. So I think it's just because they were against my body, like right, you know, literally against my sweaty leg. And yeah. there was a compressed, there was a bit of a bit of compression from my cycling short as well. Cycling short pocket, maybe. I don't know. But whilst we're on that subject, I got a comment on my YouTube video, which I think you might be interested to hear. Go on, so it's then. from it's from Max AFC. Okay. I think he's I presume he's called Max. I presume he might be an Arsenal fan. Maybe. Maybe that's the, the maybe that's why he, he appears quite frustrated in life because he's an Arsenal fan, I don't know. <laughs> or he could, could be Altrincham, uh, Anderlecht, who knows. Okay, don't use bar as fuel on race day. Gels only. Chewing is the first part of the digestive process. So think if anything needs to be chewed, it is going to be harder for your body to digest and absorb, i.e. you're going to get a stitch and stomach cramps, etc., also, chewing and breathing is very difficult. What do you think about that? What a ridiculous comment. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's what I think anyway, personally. Um, when you're chewing, um, especially if it's something sugary, like the bars that we've got, um, your uh, instant absorption of the sugar through your gums is going to be way more than a gel that you're drinking and going into your stomach that's then got to um, dissipate around your body. So first off, I would say chewing is probably better to absorb the energy that you need really? than, than uh, gels, number one. Number two, what if you can't take gels? What if gels don't sit very well in your stomach and make you feel sick? Because that's where I'm at. Yeah, because that's, I, that, I, that, I, I, that's me. I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I've arrived at this solid kind of stuff because it's like a new, it's a new thing I want to try. It's a new, it's a new problem I've got to try and solve a different way. So that's yeah. why I don't want to do the gel. So yeah, and and also the consistency of of those boom bars because they're like kennel mint cake. They are basically just sugar. They're just yeah. like a block of sugar. So how can you get any? how can you get any more easy to dissolve and absorb energy from it than a block of sugar, which just melts in your mouth? No, it's not like it's a block of fudge or toffee. No, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's not a, bo- a boiled sweet you're going to choke on. It couldn't yeah, two, really be any easier, could it? To eat? Yeah, two, two bites and it basically turns into a goo, which is like a gel. So yeah. it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's any harder. Um, yeah. And, before I've started using these, I've always used the energy jellies. So they're like Haribo's, but um, they're made by Power Bar. So they're the Power Bar um, Power Gel shots. Yeah. And I've always used those. And they, because they're like Haribo sweets, they take a lot of chewing, but they've always sat really well on my stomach. And I've Is... never not had the energy I need in a race from using those because these are the cola ones you swear by yes yeah 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 i I absolutely love them number one cola is one of my favorite flavors so that helps and number two they've got caffeine in so they give you that little kick so how do you on a marathon then majority of people would probably take a gel every i don't know half an hour ish half 40 minutes yeah every 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 5k ish they say don't they so yeah i mean that's another thing we can deal with that another time do you take a fuel every 
nominated amount of time or is it distance? But anyway, that wasn't what I was going to ask. Do How many do you take with you? How do you plan? And how, so, do you normally have many left over? Yeah. So this, so in uh, at Manchester last year, with the uh, power shots, I worked out about three jellies is around the same as a gel. So I just took three jellies per gel that I would have taken. So um, mm. like every every five k or every three or four mile. I, I last year I went off every four mile. So I took my first lot at I think it was six mile. It may even have been eight mile. But I then went for every four mile after that. Right. Um, and I just took the amount of jellies that I needed to be able to have three every four mile. So um, you're not taking one every five minutes, basically? No. You're not. No, you're, not, took, you're not. No, I took three out of the bag every yeah. four mile and had those three and then waited four mile, took three out again. Um, and, yeah, they 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 worked fine and they don't take up any more room than a gel, probably take up less room than a gel because you haven't mm. got the, the packaging for each gel. And yeah, they're such gels are such an awkward shape as well. Where do you put them? Unless you've got like yeah. a gel band, like a waistband that people have got where they stick through and things. Yeah. But then it's rubbing against you and the foil is scratching your skin and all that sort of stuff. Whereas the jellies I've got, they're jelly. So they conform to shapes and they're soft. And do these so, things can tr contain electrolytes as well? Or is it is no. that external? Is that is yeah. that yeah, so so I I, I I tend to use the electrolyte uh, capsules, so they're like yeah. they're like tablets, um, and then you just take one of those whenever you have some water at a water station. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I've never got on with gels, so yeah, I I find it very strange for someone to say you should never take anything but gels. If if you are chewing, it's never going to work. That's a ridiculous thing to say because that's like saying you, you shouldn't eat food. You should only drink liquids because food <laughs> takes too long to digest. You won't get energy from that. You can't survive on food. So yeah. make sure you blend everything, turn it into a smoothie and drink it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, but, but that's only my opinion. I mean, it, People are welcome to have their opinion, but you can't tell someone what they should be doing because especially as we found out, if if gels don't sit well on your stomach, you can't then just keep on trying and trying and trying again. It's the same as like you've said about training in the past, like that old adage of stupidity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah. If, if gels aren't working, stop using gels. That's yeah. It's it's silly to try and put yourself through that agony and that pain of stomach and discomfort in your in in like that mid middle section of you whilst you're running a marathon. There's there's enough things to worry about and enough pain to go through without having stomach issues as well. Because it could end up being one of those things where if you keep not getting the results you want you end up resenting the sport yeah. and not the thing that the habit or the, the thing that you sh you're doing. 
So exactly. you, you end up, st- oh, I can't, but I don't want to run marathons anymore. It's too, it's too humiliating. I, I can't get any faster and I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So I just won't bother doing it anymore rather than just making a quick change yeah. or a quick fix. Yeah. It's, it's like I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, this gel, it, oh, it's so sickly. I, f- I find it really hard to take on during the end of the marathon. Don't take that gel then. Find another one with a different flavour and a different thing. Just just because people are saying this is the one to use doesn't mean it's right for you. I mean, how many people use that Morton and how many people have had bad um, responses to that Morton? Um, I don't actually know the answer to that question. Are there a lot of unhappy customers with Morton? I've heard lots of people who have said that they can't stomach it, but... Right. I think, but I think I'd have exactly the same problem because it's a gel yeah. again, and they yeah. just don't sit well. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, fair uh, enough. Because I mean, it, they obviously gels obviously work for a lot of people. Yes, they do. But I, and, I, I know you. And no way am I saying don't take gels. Take jellies yeah. instead. What I'm saying is, look at all of the alternatives. One isn't always the correct one for yeah. everybody. That's why there is lots of options. There wouldn't be all of these options if there was if one was the correct one for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's find well, what works for you. But I suppose that's that's with everything in training. Find what works for you. Yeah. Same as shoes. Same as everything. Oh, Nike Alpha Flies are the best shoes. You've got to wear them to be able to run a good time. But what if you don't get on with them and don't like the feel of them under your feet? Does that mean you've got to mm. keep on pushing through that discomfort? Mm. Yeah, valid point. Well, while we're hurtling through time and space, talking about yes. all these sorts of things, there's one big, one huge thing that has rumbled and rocked the yes. running world this week, which we haven't really talked about. So I don't know how we're going to do this in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a big topic. We might have to come back to this next week because – the the other thing is everybody's there's a lot of people complaining about it right now but we don't actually know what everything's going to look like until tomorrow afternoon shall we say what it is that we're talking about go on then we forgot to mention that so parkrun have announced this week all of a sudden with no real notice they have what's the word expunged deleted all course records and scrapping or they've scrapped age grading results from parkruns including junior parkruns as well yes and and in their words their pr words were it's in the name of inclusivity and new people coming to parkrun should feel that these numbers and these parameters should not be a, should should be a reason to, to 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 not put them off. What I'm trying to say is these numbers that you see week in week out are basically putting a small section of people off, and parkrun are worried that they will deter people from doing the parkrun. So, big topic, yeah, huge should... topic because it, it goes deep, doesn't it? Yeah, shall I shall I be really controversial again? What a Please. ridiculous statement. What I a know. ridiculous thing to say. How can results and um people 
achieving things and doing well put people off you need that data uh, and yeah. so i'd say 99.9 of us percent of us need need that like we, yeah. we it's it's not even a want it's like we need it even if it's not what you know it's just data and it's like yeah. even if but you don't want it it's there it, and it's, it's such good it's data inspiring. it's inspiring yeah. it's not off putting it, it, new people to parkrun Everyone I know who have been to their first ever parkrun have said, really enjoyed it. I can't believe how fast some of the people go around. I hope I can be that fast one day, or I hope I can get a little bit faster. I'm never going to be as fast as them, but I hope I can be a bit faster. It's not yeah. like it's off-putting at all, just because there's faster people. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's disappointing, really, because it feels like it's... Uh you know, they've pandered to a small minority and yeah. we all lose out, really. Yeah. Trying to, be, I, trying to be inclusive of everyone, they've actually made it non-inclusive because the people who want the data, they've stripped it away okay. from them. So how is that being inclusive? It. I, I, was, I was talking about this earlier and I was saying to somebody, it's a bit like um, Ofcom, with um, people complaining about TV shows where they, yeah. they, write, they write to Ofcom and say, I was absolutely appalled by this. I was really offended by this TV show. I hated every second of it. I watched the whole episode and I did not like one little bit. Yeah. There are plenty of other TV channels. If you don't, don't like watch something them. and you're offended, don't watch it. It's the yeah. same as these results at Parkrun. If they're going to put you off, don't look at them. It's very yeah. simple. You haven't got no to click one's... on that link. Just because there's a link on the website doesn't mean you've got to click it. No. It, it's it's The results are a way of making this thing that we all love. It's not a race. We all know that. It's a timed run. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I get that they can never, they can never ever say, you know, it was going towards too competitive and it was going towards race territory. But that's not what it is at all. No. At all. It's, I, don't uh, think, I don't think anyone treats it as a race. No. Even the people not at the at front all. running stupid quick times, they're not treating it as a race. No. It, it's, uh, I mean, we haven't really gotten to the real deepness about it, but we're just going to skim over it. Basically, a lot of female record. I don't know if it's a lot. At least three female records have been held by transgender athletes, and because I think there's been a bit of uproar, I think the the problem is to do with that as well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't which be is surprised. a very tricky oh. subject to deal with. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Parkrun uh, and the powers that be at Parkrun have swerved that conversation to not get involved in that conversation by stripping away these results. Because if the, if the results don't exist, then they haven't got to have the conversation about why the results are like they are. 
So it's going towards, I mean, would you be surprised? Let's make some predictions, right? 10 years, time, five years time. I think the next thing to go is dogs. I think dogs will be banned at Parkrun soon. And I wouldn't be surprised if the clock gets scrapped within 10 years. Yes. Five. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just to turn yeah. up, have a run, choose, yeah. put yourself on, tag us on your things on, on, on social media, have a good yeah. run. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they scrapped the but, clock. Because this is the thing. If if they don't want records and they don't want all of the fastest finishers and the um, the age grade um, tables and things like that, why do they bother timing it and giving you a position? If it's not supposed to be so, something like where you push yourself to try and get to a higher place on that leaderboard or whatever because i know yeah. one of the one of the things that they've got rid of is all of the men who have ever gone under 17 minutes and that so so there was two hang on let let me go through exactly what they've got rid of because <clears throat> there's a statement from parkrun which i've got in front of me so they've put based on the conclusions and recommendations of the project group who this project group are, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, we will no longer publish data such as most first finishers. So that's a list of um, people, a league table of people who have come first at Parker in the most times. So they've got rid of that. Sub-17 men. So that's a list of all men that have gone under 17 minutes. Sub-20 women. So that's all women who have ever gone under 20 minutes and age grade and category speed records. So that's a league table of highest um, age grading. Yeah. So one of those tables that they've got rid of, one of those lists is the sub 17 men. I, for the last couple of years, have thought, how amazing would it be if I can get my name on that? That's one yeah. of the things that I've been turning up to Parkrun and thinking, one day I'm going to break 17 minutes and get on that list. But now that that achievement's been taken away. Good. I, I I I can't achieve that anymore. I can, I can get a sub 17 park run. I could go and run 16 something, but I'm not going to get on that list which I've always gone I'd love to get on that list. Yeah. Cuz it's a really uh a really unique, you know, list to be part of as well. It is. Yeah. And it's like they've not celebrated. No, you've you've been doing this for what, twelve years. It's not like you've just turned up. Yeah. You know, you've just turned up last week and you started running fast and you've jumped on the bandwagon. Like you've been doing this for twelve years. So many people are getting shafted who have been coming for. Some people have done five hundred parklands, haven't they? I know. Yeah, and it's and like all, all of their records have disappeared. So they're like, <sighs> I, I know. It's it's really really disappointing, isn't it? I think it's all anyone's going to be talking about tomorrow. Are you going to go down before cross country or? or uh, not? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm 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 not sure. Um, I'll see how I feel in the morning. But I'm going to head down to Worcester, I think, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it's all anyone's going to be talking about. Yes. But yeah, I, I well. We'll wait and see what these results look like on uh, this time tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I wonder. Well, I wonder. It, this is the thing. Parker and have said your personalized results email and your individual profile pages will remain unchanged, as will the results page for every every event. 
The event history page will also stay the same, including the sort function at the top that allows data to be to be displayed in different ways. So they're not right. getting rid of all the data each week that you get as a runner. So yep. you'll still get all your data. But what they've got rid of is those league tables, if you yep. like, of who is who has done the most first finishes or all the yeah. people who have run in the 17 or uh, who has had the fast the highest age grade percentage and things like that yeah i i looked on uh, Worcester the other day and there was uh, a, a league table of the top 100 historical ever finishers yeah and you know it was all all the from the course record which is like 15 minutes right down to i don't know yeah. about 18 minutes or something like that but that's and, now and yeah that's inaccessible now yeah. Very, very sad, really, because some people would have made it their life's work to get on that, and yeah, like you, you, you were yeah. chasing that, 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 and it kind of leaves a sour taste, really, doesn't it? it does. I feel it the does. same because I love nothing more than going down to Park Run with with Daisy, with 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 our dog, and I know that soon it, there's going to come a time where she's no longer welcome, and that's how it feels, and it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a sad day because I love taking Daisy down because it's basically based on the dog thing anyway, because they, they, they made it 12, 18 months ago. Everyone had to, you can no longer allowed to have like a, them on a leash or in a belt. You had to have them a, a short yes. handheld. But the thing is, right. If you owned a dog, these people in Parker and HQ, I bet you none of them have got dogs or have ever run with a dog. If you get rid of the leash, that makes it more dangerous because with Daisy, I don't care if any volunteer or anyone has a go at me, I'll say, I'll let go of her and we'll see what happens and we'll see how many people Daisy takes out because she yeah. would be like a bullet. She would she would seek and destroy. But because she, if she's tethered to me, she's not going to go anywhere. She's not going to do anything. And if there is more of a risk of me letting go of her, if I trip or fall or whatever, I would have to let go of her on a short leash and she'd cause more potential problems. So I just think a lot of the time these parkrun initiatives are made by people with these, what did you say? A focus group projects. Yes. Project. The, so, who are these people? Well, it, it, it's, it says on the, on this thing, um, uh, where, where did it say? Uh, we just have to take their word for it, that they're, they're a focus group. Yeah. Just, um, Hang on, it, I, I know it's got it here somewhere. Um, oh, we, we have considered feedback from a range of people, including those who have signed up with Parkrun but not yet participated, those who had participated once, and from a range of regular participants. Why should they get a say? No offence. Exactly, if they've, you've, they've if never you've been. If you've been once, okay, you've probably got more of a say than someone who's never been. Yeah. Why would you get a say on this if you've never ever been? Yeah. That's mental. I know. That is, it's just crackers. Yeah. It, it's inclusivity <laughs> gone mad. It really is because they're literally getting the thoughts and opinions on people that may or may not even think about doing this one day. It's yeah. ridiculous. And they might have just signed up to Parkrun because they're um, – husband or wife or son or someone else in their family has signed up for parkrun so they did it at the same time but they've got no intention of going to parkrun anyway 
So yeah. Some people some people get signed up because they use Vitality Life Insurance, don't they? Yeah. And they get and they get some sort of like perks from that. And it's like they probably don't even know what Parkrun is. No. But they're probably, yeah, we'll sign up for it. Yeah, go on. We'll become a statistic. Oh, well, oh, it turns out we've got a say in, uh, you know, in whether they should expunge the uh, the course records. Yeah, get rid of them. That'll make me want to come next week. Yeah. Ridiculous. It is. Uh, what what I will say though is, uh, I I know you you just said like it it feels like they might get rid of dogs and everything, but I would I would guess that if they start to try and make it less competitive and try to make it less racy, even though people don't think it's a race. But if they try and make it less competitive, dogs will be even more welcome because it will be more yeah. of a community jog rather than yeah the other way. Bring your horse, yeah. Bring bring, I, I... bring a donkey, <laughs> bring a cow. I, I did bring see someone snake. someone commented on a post somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but they said I'm I'm probably going to start taking my dog down because there's no point in trying for a good time now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. It's 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 a it's a strange old. It seems strange that they're not actually asking the parkrun community what parkrun what park runners want. Mm. They're asking the non parkrun community what they want from parkrun. Yeah, parkrun is a massive part of so many of our lives. I mean, some people won't use it. Some people won't 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 you know won't do parkrun for whatever reason but for a lot of us it's uh it's been life it's been saturday morning for for so many years and yeah. i've only been relatively a bit of a newbie i've only been doing it two and a bit years but it's a huge part of my life so let alone people that have been doing it yeah. you know, the two running brooms they've been doing it for about oh, they've been, got man, a thousand yeah. thousand parkruns between them yeah so um yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a bit like I'm going to use a really terrible analogy now. It's a bit like asking a vegan what you should sell at a barbecue. You know exactly what they're going to say. It's it's yeah. it's set up for them. It's set yeah. up for their win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What what meat should we serve on this barbecue, Mister Vegan? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh... I don't really but I think that what, what what I do want to say though is please 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 don't take this out on your local parkrun volunteers your core teams oh, no. your core teams at parkrun trust me they think the same as you um yeah. and they had no say in any of this at all so please don't put your uh I don't want to say anger, but but your your, your um... don't let them be the brunt of your frustration. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't put your frustrations onto them because they're just as frustrated. They don't understand just as much as you. They're just following what Parker and HQ have said, um, and yeah, it's 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 disappointing because they are going to get a load of flack from people being disgruntled by it when they had nothing to do with it at all. So yeah. please don't take it out on them. Your your core team at your local park run work really hard and they do it for free. They are volunteers. Yeah. So yeah, treat them with respect because they're just as 
in the dark about it as we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well said, because they're the people that make it happen at the end of the day. Exactly. So, so yeah. Well, before we go, it's time for Brett's end of the podcast quiz at the end of the yes. podcast. So this week I couldn't find any running questions. So you've got <laughs> general knowledge, but there is it's a theme. general there knowledge is, quiz. There is a link between these answers. Some of these I've looked at them and they're actually <laughs> really easy. All right. So general knowledge, question one, find the link between the five answers. Which British city claims to have more canals than Venice? It's Birmingham. Correct. I always I love that stat. And I love it when proud brummies say, oh, we've got more uh, canals in Venice. I feel like saying yes, but is there a Chardend in Venice? <laughs> is there a Winston Green? You know. But what I will say is, yes, Venice looks a lot more beautiful than Birmingham. It probably... Birmingham hasn't got the looks on Venice, but it's got the smell. Venice I've not been. absolutely I've never been to Venice. stinks. It Does stinks it? of stagnant water. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. Right. Looks lovely when you're wandering around, but my God, it doesn't stink. You'd rather be in Chardend when you get to Venice. Okay. <laughs> so number two, what is the third most popular selling soft drink behind Coca-Cola and Pepsi since its launch in 1987? The third best selling. Yeah. And as always, these questions are straight off Wikipedia and Google, so they could not be 100% <laughs> factual. Um, so third best selling, and it was released in 1987. So it's a relatively new drink, yeah. Okay. Uh, third best selling. Ooh, I'm going to go for something like... Uh, well, it, it's whether you go for the Coca-Cola version, the Coca-Cola company version, or the Pepsi-Cola company version. Uh, either... I think it's the, the, the brand, the umbrella. So anything that Coca-Cola own, it won't be that. Oh, you know what I mean? oh, oh okay. So if, so if Pepsi would... own Lilt, for example, it won't be Lilt. Ah, I was going to go for Tango or Fanta. So that, no. does, that doesn't work then. No. Ah, okay. It's another huge multi, you know, stock exchange brand. I really don't know then. Um, They're well. a leading player in another industry within the soft drink industry. That industry, oh, it's too easy if I tell you, is it, energy. Is it, is it, yeah, was it Red Bull? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's mad. They're the third best selling. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Probably because Pepsi and Coke and the rest of them. Well, well that's so, the thing. I was, I was trying so hard to think of any of the soft drink that Pepsi <laughs> or Cola, uh, Pepsi or Coca Cola own, and I couldn't think of any until yeah, you said that. Yeah, man, that's probably that's probably why. So, question three. What is the second? This is a 50 50, really, as far as I'm concerned. What is the second largest bird in the world? Second largest bird. So, um, so largest bird's got to be an eagle. Is that no? No, you're shaking your head. No. 
that's what I mean. It's a 50-50 because once I sell, tell you what the biggest is, the other ones, it's that one. These things have got really long legs. Oh, it's an ostrich. So what's the second largest bird in, bird in the world? It's an emu. Emu is correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I didn't even think of those because you don't really see them flying around. Yeah. But they do, are do you, know what the, do you know what the biggest British bird is? Wingspan? British bird's wingspan? Yeah. Well, I've, I've got to say, this is terrible, but I once hit an owl with my car. <laughs> <laughs> that was so partridge-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I went back, went back to finish him off with a jack. <laughs> <laughs> I know a cracking owl sanctuary. Yeah, oh. um, I was driving down the road and an owl swooped down and Whoa. flew straight into my windscreen. Um, oh, I should do that. Uh, no, I know, but it oh. hit my windscreen and then tumbled along my roof and made oh. loads of bangs along the roof and then just ended up in a plume of feathers behind me. I felt really, oh. really bad. But You felt like a right twist to a... Oh! Oh! Um, and you're calling me, Partridge. Yeah, um, I know, that was bad. Um, but afterwards, when I got home, I got out of the car and there was a, like a greasy um, smudge all across my windscreen. Um, and the wingspan, so there was the main body of the owl where it had hit, but the wingspan was like bigger than the width of the car. It wow, really? Went, went further than the windscreen. So, yeah, it was mental. Would, would that be your answer? No. Um, the biggest wingspan, uh, I'm going to say, what, one and a half metres, two metres? No, no. So, what is no? So, like, what is the biggest British bird? Oh, what is we, the biggest British? Yeah, bird? yeah. We're, British bird. Yeah, this is not part of the quiz, by the way. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just riffing now. Um, uh, a, a kestrel, swan, arkes, um, right, oh, arkes. Swan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the answer ah, is a swan. swan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. A swan will take um, your arm off. I know. Where is that? Come from. My mum has always told me that. Oh, it's swan. Break your arm. <laughs> I've never seen anyone walking around with a sling after a fight with a swan, but you never know. Okay, and, question and four. You're like and they're this. All, and they're all owned by, well, were owned by the Queen, now owned by the King. Yeah, yeah. So never. Have you seen that film? Um, is it uh, uh, about a boy with Hugh Grant in it when the little boy yeah. throws a loaf of bread and it, it kills the swan? <laughs> um, right, question four. You're like this. Taking you back to your 90s days. Jared Rebecca. Yes. You know who he is straight away. Toadie. It's a, a character from an Australian <laughs> TV show, Neighbours. But how is he more commonly known? Toadfish Rebecca or Toadie. And Correct. Do you, do you want to know the depressing reason? I know that. Go on. I had, a, uh, I had long hair and an undercut when I was at school. And like I was slightly and I was slightly chubby. So my nickname for a long time was Toadie. Oh, um and people telling me I looked just like Toadfish, yeah. He's an absolute stalwart of uh Ramsey oh, he, Street though, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's brilliant. I yeah, think he's Toadie. still there, isn't he? He's still I think in. he is. 
I think they stopped uh, Neighbours, but it's come back, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is, it's, 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 it's now on, on Channel Amazon 5. No, it's now yeah, on Channel yeah. 5, isn't it? Oh, is yeah. it Channel 5, is it? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, last question then. Where was the first Disneyland resort to open outside of the USA? Where was the first Amazon? At Disneyland. Disneyland. What? Where? How did I hear Amazon? Because I said Amazon in the last thing. Is that what TV show Neighbours is on? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was on Amazon for some reason. Man, so where was the first Disneyland outside of the US? Yeah. It's either, it's got to be either Tokyo or Paris. I'm going to go with Tokyo. It's correct. 1983. Yes. So with your five answers, can you find a connection? So there was Birmingham. Yeah. Red Bull. Emu. Toadfish, Tokyo. That's it. And there's a connection between all of those. It, have you written them down? Yeah. I really can't work that out at all. Can you can you see a connection? Between oh, amazing! <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, Brett's quiz at the end of the podcast quiz, and the answers all spell Brett. And on that note, I think it's time to say good night. Amazing, dude! That was fantastic. What what a great way to end a podcast. Um, Jared, Rebecca, <laughs> Tony. Tony. Good lad, Tony. Remember his brother, Stone, Stony, Stonefish. <laughs> his brother was called Stony. <laughs> that's a proper that, early nineties reference. Uh, that that that's so, that sounds like a character that should be in a Paulie Shaw film. Stony. <laughs> Have you seen, by the way, my spot the difference? I told you I was going to do. Each no. week on my um, on my screen, something's going to be slightly different than last week. I, 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 do you know what? I've been looking at that plant pot and thinking, why is it on its side? <laughs> I've been looking at that the whole episode. Yeah, I just turned the plants over. Luckily, it's not real. So, yeah. I've been looking at it for the whole thing and thinking, does he know that's like that? Because he was really particular about that table the other week. So, have a good look. Next week, there'll be a different, uh, something different. Fantastic. (laughs) Brilliant. Right. Well, we are on. An hour and 34 minutes. Just so, quickly, did you actually find out who your big oh, yes. rivals are? Yes, sorry. Yes, I actually did. Let's uh, let's have a look. So we are in about first... an hour and 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Sorry. So in the series, we are in first place. Um, the So Bromsgrove and Redditch are in first place. In second place are Solly Hall and Small Heath. Um, and in third place are Hales Owen. And I think it's top three get promoted. So just underneath Howes Owen are Stratford-upon-Avon and Aldridge. Right. I see a lot of the Aldridge vests in races. They're like pale blue, aren't they? I've, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of those. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those. So, awesome. Yeah, out, 
out of the how many are there? 14 teams. Yeah, three will go up and three will go down. So hopefully we will we will get promoted because we have got quite a good lead. So hopefully that's on the cards, but hopefully we end up winning the uh winning the season as well, which would be amazing. Nice. Well, good luck to you and the uh, you and the team tomorrow. Thank you, you very much. Yeah, have a have a good run at Park Run and uh, look forward to hearing what the results are like. Uh, they mm-hmm. shouldn't change too much, but um, no. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. So, yeah. but yeah. yeah, Ace, thank you very much, dude. It has been an absolute pleasure once again, and thank you so much to everybody. If you are still listening right now, you are a real one. You are one of uh, one of one of our true followers. So uh, yeah. Maybe let us know if you've ever hit an owl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Cheers. Bye.